0: everybody in Montana to me was very warm. Mm-hmm. I never had yeah. issues. Hey, I've seen some stuff, but I can tell you what. Yeah. The stuff that I saw down south. Mm-hmm.
1: It's at the radio. Who's it's Like the Superman uh, or what? Thanks. <laughs> oh, That's funny. Thanks for that. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, the movie, uh, I should clarify, Dark Sevier worked with uh, interesting human media, mm. and they, they primarily made the movie, you know. And, um, but, yeah, as far as my own background, um, I moved to Montana a little over 10 years ago. I'm from Arkansas in the southern southern oh. United States, and so I I had to get out of the South. I just really felt mm-hmm. like I was always going against the grain uh, socially, politically. I just, there are a lot of things that bother me about, um, things in the South. So, but Arkansas and Oklahoma is where I grew up. And then, but I came to Montana to go to college and Mm. it's at the university of Montana that I, um, first got into radio. So I worked at a, at Montana public radio, which is a NPR member station for Western Montana for six years. And then, was a manager of the college radio station at u m as well k b g a and wow. after you know six years in missoula there the yeah. uh fCC opened up licenses for new radio stations that i had i had seen i had come to butte um in montana before and was just fascinated by this place because mm. like i say the you know there's a mine around the edge of town there's ten thousand miles of tunnels underneath the town there's a huge uh, historic district that has a lot of really interesting architecture. So I was really drawn to this place. And so when we had a chance to start another station here, Mm. I really wanted to make a move on that. So that was six years ago now. Um, I moved to Butte. So um, we got the radio station up and running. And basically uh, the reason that I got into radio and why that's become my career, I guess, is because I made so many great connections with people that I never Mm. would have otherwise met. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Missoula on the college campus. And and those are people that, you know, uh, are still very close to me. They're like family to me, some of them. Mm -hmm. So I saw that radio stations like this, and ours is what you call a public access station, Mm -hmm. can really foster a lot of connection that is unlikely to happen otherwise, such Mm -hmm. as our connection with with South Africa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: oh, oh. I want to ask you just a simple question, my brother. You, as a, a radio station manager, how did you actually get that relationship started?
2: Small Zulu, that's my Njayam. <laughs> 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 oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and his mama, and, and too. nice. Uh, mm. You
3: know,
2: those guys reached out to us. Um To our music director at the time, Dark Sevier, and started talking. and you know, I think there's a whole movie about it now, Zulu Summer, um, so mm-hmm. which I've yet to see. Um, I missed it when it premiered in Butte, but I need to go buy it on Amazon. but um that's Zulu Summer. and this movie tells the story, I think of the relationship getting started. and yeah. um, it eventually worked out that we wrote a grant to the Ford Foundation, and they funded the travel for four people from. KBMF to go visit and go with them. Um, wow. uh, that for me was you know the trip of a lifetime. And um, mm-hmm. but those guys had come to view by that point, and uh, you know they've been secure in one form or another three times now. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been great to establish this
1: relationship.
0: Mm. Oh man, yeah. such a good thing just to know that um, uh, you have a question, yourself so
1: Yeah. So what's the, what is the main goal for for doing this partnership? Uh, um, Like, if I may ask, it's something that maybe when people hear about it, it's going to strike their mind and blow their mind and say, oh, oh, wow, you know what I mean? Because I think it's the first time to see such such a thing between the radios here and and in South Africa. That relationship is a big thing. So what's the main goal about it? What do you want to achieve?
2: Yeah, Sabo always said, Mageba always said that it was cultural exchange. Yeah. And... What that really means, I guess, is kind of up for debate, but for me, when we visited, it was yeah. all about language. I, I love language. I love studying language, mm. and uh, for me, that was the most important part of the culture that I wanted to learn about. You know, that mm. and food, I mean, we we ate pretty good when we were down there. Mm. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, What did you eat? Do you remember?
2: Oh, Shisanyama
0: every day.
2: <laughs> Shisanyama at the car wash. At the car wash? was, you know, at the car wash there or at Rockefeller or wherever. But it was, yeah, I mean, it was, me um, the you know, language really was, it was amazing to be introduced to that. And, you know, um, but that was, I think, the mission, Suppose mission when he reached yeah. out to us was cultural exchange. He wanted to learn about the way we run our cities, the way our government, Functions or doesn't function, mm. and he in turn wanted to learn how they run their
1: station, how community radio works in South Africa. Mm. Wow, mm. Oh, yeah! Man. So, t- tell me something did you find a girlfriend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe the man is married. What are you talking about? Ask him if he's married. <laughs> hey, what happened in Nongoma stays in Nongoma, right? <laughs>
2: sure, sure. I, I think it's. It, we made a lot of good friends. I have a girlfriend, but I think it takes a Zulu man to have a Zulu woman.
1: I'm not a Zulu man, you know. So yeah, you take more than one. And uh, uh, now it's not entirely <laughs> it's true. It's a, not entirely true, you know. And that's our culture. They're <laughs> running away from
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so now. Um, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you guys, um, you know, got to South Africa and got to uh, see what South Africa is about. But I've lived in Montana, and I think you have mm. probably heard that before. But uh, I actually lived in Helena, and I'll tell you hey, what. Helena. Yeah, I lived in Helena one time. Um, I, I lived in 20, 2005. Actually, I lived in a street up in Helena called the Nansash Street. And uh, mm-hmm. so I can tell you a lot. I've been to actually Butte. Uh, I went to um, I went to uh, but ba- you know Carroll College from uh, Helena, right? They were playing a mm-hmm. uh, basketball tournament up in Butte in the arena over there, and I went and watched a basketball mm-hmm. tournament, and it was pretty interesting. It was really great. I enjoyed it. But anyway, my yeah. question is, uh, knowing how Montana is, you know, Montana can be really country. You know, a lot of. Um, not necessarily that you know you are away from civilization of course you know montana is a very beautiful place i love it myself Mm. but knowing Mm. that a lot of kids especially people who grow up they are not exposed to a lot of things what was the biggest shocker as a person from montana that you saw when you arrived in south africa what was the one thing that kind of shocked you said Mm. wow this is this is pretty interesting
2: Mm. Mm, i don't know i mean um, one thing that shocked me, I guess, when I went to Limpopo, um, we we were going up there with our my other injayam Mokai Malope and his father, and um, they have a, a plot of land up there that they're hoping to grow. Oop, Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yeah like, sure we can it. we can hear you uh he was just uh t- t- telling me how to change the phone, but I'm sorry about that can you uh, can you repeat that for us
2: no problem yeah um one thing that shocked me when we were down there we went to Limpopo mm-hmm. with mokai and his father to look at some land that they had and um we pulled off on the side of the road. It was a couple of cars, you know, a bunch of umungu. <laughs> and then these guys that we were going with, and so we're looking at this couple of acres that to try and grow corn on it, they or, or grow food mm-hmm. on. and in right near this, there's a huge mine, American owned platinum mine, and it wow. looked it looked like Butte. You know, Butte is a city with a mine in it. It's like the city is right in the mine, you know mm-hmm. right on the edge of the mine. And so you know, uh, apparently some neighbors had seen us there and ran to Mokai's aunt's house to tell them that people from the mine were looking at the land because they assumed these white guys are probably from the mine. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I just, you know, no matter uh, where you go, you have yeah. the wealthy elite that own everything that, that, that matters, like mm-hmm. mines and banks. And, and, it, and it's all the same group of probably a couple thousand families mm-hmm. that own everything no matter where you go in the world, you know? And that uh, bugged me.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting how uh, uh, you know uh, how bureaucracy can work, especially in places like in Africa, and it, it happens a lot. And there's a lot of capitalists too down there, mm. don't care about anything except money. But um, let's see, talk too. But I was gonna ask you another question on top of that. So when you actually arrived in South Africa, because I remember this happened to me when I was listening to a radio station back in the days. There's a singer from America who has, who has passed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his name was uh, Gerald uh, livet He said he was actually surprised that when he arrived in South Africa, he, he was shocked by the fact that um, he didn't, he expected like a giraffe as soon as he arrived in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually Expect to see any animals when they get there or no?
2: Mm, I was focused on radio. You know, I was interested yeah, yeah. in seeing the radio stations. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I knew, I mean, you know, enormous cities, you know, I mean, in yeah. in Johannesburg, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but the closer we got to Nongoma, the more I realized, like, wow, okay, we're really getting mm-hmm. out. And it was, you know, the Unfalosi, I think, is the, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and it's beautiful. Did you get inside Mpholose or you didn't get a chance?
2: We did, yeah, we did. And, yeah, Sipo uh, is
0: from around oh. there. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. from Mpangene. In Sul- from
1: where? Mpangeni in Zululand.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. We there
1: too, you cross so. Mpholose when you the, go to Zululand. From Deben? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was born. That, uh, no, no, I was not born. I grew up in that, that side of uh, Zululand, Mpangene. In the small town. It's a small town called Esikawin.
2: Mm. Okay, yeah. I think we had to go to impungeni to get the Land Rover repaired. Uh,
0: oh, <laughs> uh, what, what happened? Oh, you oh, ra- you rented a yeah. Land Rover or what happened?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It was some maintenance or something, but I remember we went there for that. Um, but we yeah. drove around all over the place. Slabisa was another one.
0: Slabisa,
1: uh, eh? you have uh, a good Fri-head. memory. Oh, yeah. wow. wow. Uh, you went all over
2: We went to Fryhead uh jozini dam that was amazing yeah so, that's, that's amazing yeah. Was,
0: yeah wow you, you you know the um what, what is that uh is it a large nest uh mo- monster is that a launch nest I monster you have heard of uh-huh. it uh-huh i guess in jozini oh, yeah. too there is a launch nest monster too we call it in zulu in Anyamba. Mm-hmm
2: in kanyamba
0: yeah in kanyamba meaning it's uh it's like uh is it uh, uh it's kind of like uh, uh, a tornado no in kanyamba like the snake with seven heads uh um, what, what is no, it mm, called in in, in What what do they call it in uh in in english it's a snake you know like the you know like in, in uh comic books
1: or something
0: like oh that. like a dragon yeah. yeah but this one has seven heads Why are you laughing? Listen, you know how much I grew up terrified of that dam because I'm Mm. from Nongoma. And I'm really terrified of that dam because I've always thought that there is a monster in
2: there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Is there any evidence?
0: (laughs) No, Um, just bones of people who've been eating. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't believe me but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Go> ahead, <laughs> simple, so oh yeah so uh, tell me what was the first thing when you get home you told people about South Africa the f- most thing that you t- when we get home with like I want to talk about this
2: mm, I you know I of course got in touch with my family to let them um, know that I had gotten back safely and you know, my mom was worried that, you know, uh, like, how are we going to take care of ourselves when we're down there? But, mm. you know, suppose mom and family yeah. really took care of us. And that's mm-hmm. really what I told people most about. I felt like yeah. she took on four new children, you know, while we were mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's she just treated us like family. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's, that, that, that's what that's uh, what we, we want man we, we want to hear those kind of stories that oh, when you, wow. you, you were treated very well because mm-hmm. at the end of the day for you guys to be actually treated very well and appreciate that mm-hmm. it's actually what does that say that the coal you know South Africa is very dependent in tourism I don't know if you know that as much mm-hmm. as we do have our minerals and everything that stuff is drying up actually in Johannesburg right now I think we're going to just be left with just mm-hmm. one mine so gold is drying up so there's only one mine so anyway and uh, thinking about that we want tourism in South Africa, and whenever you go in there and you come back and tell some good stories, it's incredible, man. It's very enjoyable because that's what us as South Africans who are especially here, we are very proud of where we're from. You know, as much as we live here, we and en- we embrace the culture of being in America, but we are still very proud of where we're from. And you could imagine it's because, you know, like you are proud of America. Yeah. so and. Uh, so whenever we hear somebody was treated very well they went and visit we're like oh my god i really love that you know what i mean like now i wish i could be part of the trip too when you guys go back so i can show you uh maybe something different too or even sipo can show you something differently or even some other people we know down there can show you something different and i really wanted to say that that i really do appreciate but now clark um considering the fact that you know the radio nowadays is going yeah. digital because i want to talk about radio the radio is going digital Nongoma fm is still not a an online radio station mm. it's still a you know it's still based on the analog radio yeah. so you as a manager of a radio station like kpmf mm. do you think that if you were not available online you'll be losing a lot of the audience
2: uh-huh. Yes, um, although it depends like which audience are you focusing on because, you know, a lot of people do access our radio station through the stream but a lot, of, probably an equal number or more access it here in Butte on 1 or 2.5 FM and so I think you know, the terrestrial signal the analog signal it is the primary one in my mind because, you know, uh, we're trying to reach people in Butte first and foremost, at least as far as I'm concerned, people that you know, may maybe they don't have internet service at home or they can't afford or they mm. don't know how to use a computer. You know, they but all these people have radios in their cars and they can connect, they can listen to what the local government is doing, they can hear local news on our station mm. with you know, for pretty much no cost. They're, you know, they just tune in to the radio. And then the online aspect to me is kind of additional. I and mean, everything that we do online, all the production that we make, all the pre produced programs and stuff like that. That stuff um, has its own audience, you know, which doesn't necessarily correspond exactly to the people who listen on the radio. But for me, what I'm interested in is the technology of radio and FM, and that's what I like to focus on. So, you know, that's the priority for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just shout out to the people who are watching on Facebook Uh, right now, Clark. I consider he is a snake of the ocean, but if you have a question too for Clark, Clark is a manager for KBMF 102.5 out in Butte, Montana. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can drop a question over there, we can ask him. Uh, So I think you can open
1: another station there? Never, you never thought of opening a radio station there in, in Africa, like something that comes from from you. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I mean, it would be hard to beat Ngoma FM or Ucosia. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hard to beat those guys. One, yeah. I did think, you know, you know, I I was we visited South Africa. You know, that's sort another of thing. Starting this this 100 watt
3: yeah. community
2: radio station in Butte, I never would have imagined it would get us all the way to Africa. Or, You know, or even get us anywhere. I mean, you know, travel wasn't in our budget, you know, until we started grant writing. But um, anyway, when I was down there, you know, we met so many intellectual young Zulu people who are so entrepreneurial and enterprising, and that was inspiring because... Mm. You know, uh, I started the station, but I've never had any thoughts of starting a business, really. But mm-hmm. I had an idea in Nongoma that I would start a trash collection company, and I would call it White Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what
0: we do with the trash yet, but we can figure it out. Uh, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, know. you know what? The um, places like Nongoma, they really do need that help. But now let's talk about things that are yeah. going on uh, over here in uh, in the United States because I mean, being here, I mean, we are part of. Uh, the, I mean, we are part of the United States. Meaning, mm-hmm. us as immigrants, you know, this is our home. Right. Right now, you know, probably forever, you know, like most of us say, I'm living tomorrow when we get upset by uh, politics or anything like that. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we don't want to. The truth of the matter is we are here mm-hmm. to stay. Yeah. <laughs> we are here to stay. Yeah. So now let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Moving from the South to Montana, I mean, what Mm -hmm. a difference. And I hear that you said, uh, you know, politically, socially, you are becoming very disconnected with the Mm -hmm. South and you had to move to Montana. But no, I've never lived in the Mm -hmm. South except in Florida. Florida is a whole different monster on its own. But just, uh, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I'll leave it at that. (laughs) I've been to Oklahoma.
0: You've been to Oklahoma. You've lived in the South then. So is uh, Oklahoma Midwest? I think Oklahoma's Midwest. Is Oklahoma Midwest, Clark? Is it what? Is it Midwest? Yeah,
2: some would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, mean,
0: I don't know. Okay. I've been to yeah. Arkansas actually. Uh, I did. Uh, I actually been to Arkansas, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I only drove just a little bit in, in Arkansas because I was actually heading to Nebraska because I was going to Montana in Helena. So I was going to go uh-huh. Nebraska and go all the way to South Dakota, Wyoming, and then uh, Montana. But anyway, <clears throat> so I know for sure that there is a huge culture clash when it comes to the people from Montana and the people from down south. You know, I always say this, that... Some of the nicest people, especially when it comes to the cowboys in Montana, are the people of Montana. Mm. And uh, the reason why I'm saying that, living over there, I mean, you can imagine, like, lived in Helena, and probably there was five other black people in there, right? I'm actually right. even surprised right now that the mayor of Helena is uh, an immigrant who is he's black. He's a librarian. Yeah, he's, he's a Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Wow. So I I knew wow. how many other black people that were in there. Probably was five or ten of us, not including the ki- the kids at college, at Carroll College. So what I'm trying to say is that everybody in Montana to me was very warm. Mm-hmm. I never had okay. issues. Hey, I've seen some stuff, but I can tell you what. Yeah. The stuff that I saw down south. Mm-hmm and the stuff that is going on in montana yeah. oh that's a whole different world the people in yeah. montana people in montana are more curious more than anything mm-hmm. you know when they ask you you know uh where you from they are, they're not asking you like hey you immigrant what are you doing here yeah they're asking you as i'm really interested to know where you from like yeah. can you tell me yeah. about yeah. you where you from okay yeah. mm-hmm. and uh I actually enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed that, and I've seen the difference. But you as an American, you know, red-blooded American, Mm. (laughs) do you see the difference between the people of Montana and the people of down south?
2: Absolutely. I mean, first of all, there are less of them up here, which I like. Yeah. I mean, there's barely, barely a million people in the whole state of Montana, so. Mm. It's less populated overall, and yeah. I just, yeah, less people, by definition, less problems. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. So I like that, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of overt racism, at least in the parts of Arkansas that I grew up in, spent time in, and, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's hard to generalize about any area. Obviously, there are good people everywhere, and mm. there are good things everywhere, you know, mm. but... There, I, I found there to be like an atmosphere of, of exclusion, racism, and it's, you know, there's so many police, and I don't like the policing the way they do it there. Mm. I don't like the state It's politics. a whole
3: different I thing, like
2: yeah. The, I, mm. I don't like the theology. I don't like um, people who are outwardly religious being involved in government and using the Bible as a moral mm-hmm. code to try and govern. I don't like that. Mm
0: wow oh man yeah. and uh, my that now living in montana in this state of uh the situation with our politics do you feel like montana is changing because i absolutely feel like a lot of urban areas are changing so i could imagine what's going on in the in the countryside you know in uh, uh, states like montana which are mostly uh you know politically republican uh mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though they did vote for obama in 2008 uh, but I'm just trying to find out, like, over here in Connecticut mm-hmm. where I am. I mean, we're right outside of New York City, but mm-hmm. the, the division um, is huge now. It's getting it's getting worse. It's getting to the point that mm-hmm. when uh, we had um, a Heritage Day uh, for South African people, mm-hmm. and it was in Woodbury, Connecticut, yes. and uh, I told SIPO that I'm going to put the flags uh, up at the front, you know, in the entrance so that people can see where mm-hmm. the a- activities are. So I put a, a, the South African flag and I put an American okay, flag. I, think, yeah. I, I, I honestly think it was more of a political statement. It's bad for me to f- assume that, but I just do feel like, yeah. why would a person come in and just take an American flag and leave a South African flag I, unless there's a statement that is being a, made?
1: I think it was a Columbus Day. It, people were putting flags out there
0: everywhere. Was so. it a Columbus Day or I, something? I no, I think it was a flag day or something. Day? I Columbus don't know. was when? I, 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 I don't remember, but yeah. that's what happened. I think Columbus yeah. was just a week ago, is not it? Wasn't Columbus day. day like just a week ago? No, on Monday. Yeah, on so Monday. we had this so on, the on the September. Yeah, I It was, was a flag, flag day. day yeah. So they took the the American flag, but while there was all other flags inside the park, mm-hmm. so I put them in the entrance, and I didn't know if maybe I put it wrongly, but just took that one so i'm just trying to say that how is the division where you are and i know probably it's not something we should be dwelling on we should be talking about more positive spot but uh, for our own audience because they are interested to hear somebody in montana and it's not every day we talk to people in montana um they want to know like how is everybody like is everybody as divided as it is right now over over there I
2: don't know. Um, Montana has, I think, five urban centers. And if you look at voting patterns, typically the urban centers vote Democrat, um, at least to some extent, and then the most, the rest of the state, Especially the state that is, uh, that occupies a lot of agricultural industry, um, votes Republican. The You know, I, I would say that, um, as far as I can tell, it's business as usual in Montana, which is to say that uh, people in our state legislature rally to give subsidies to their farming buddies and their ranching buddies uh, but the idea of giving public services to people who don't have enough money is socialism so uh, you know the ranching subsidies continue and social services continue to be cut and that's nothing new and it's it's like you know I was just talking to my girlfriend last night it reminds me of this quote from mm-hmm. Luther King jr that this country has socialism for the rich and rugged individualism for the poor. And that's the way it plays out everywhere, including in Montana.
0: Mm. Mm. That's powerful words, bro. Mm. Those are powerful words. Now, Clark, I'm just going to give you an opportunity before we close up, uh, just Mm. to ask you, is there anything that you're interested to know about us um and before you answer that i just want to highlight uh, since we're talking about going to south africa and going to radio uh, actually one of our listeners right now um i said he's got a friend in pretoria that has an internet radio called mzansi urban radio so i guess when you get down there to south africa you might want to check it out it's called mzansi urban radio but uh, i'll send you the text message later on so you remember but anyway, is there anything that you like to ask us
2: yeah, I want to know more about Sipo's music. I <laughs> <laughs> the next track coming out. I, th- I didn't
1: see that coming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, Can gosh. I answer before you answer, Clark? Sure, sure. You know, out of all the people in our diaspora community, uh, South Africans especially, when it comes to um, talented singers, uh sipo is one of the best uh, so i would love to see you guys doing something together and i know he has said something uh before that you guys are planning to do something i would really love to see you guys work oh, together yeah. because he's really 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 good and uh yeah. i know his music that's, uh is something that can resonate especially with uh an uh an audience like uh, that you have in montana yeah
1: huh? yeah. We're gonna, yeah we're gonna work I, we're gonna work uh, that's what i heard uh
2: what? I heard
1: of that you came from a family of singers. Oh yeah, um, yeah, um, yes. The family used to sing before we go to bed, the prayer. Everybody in the family we used to sing, clap hands, and then the neighbors would go outside and put their chairs and and just and listen like they're watching a show. Also, uh, on the street, you know, they, they used to tell us that because we didn't see them, but they used to tell us that, guys, we've been standing <laughs> out there listening to what you've been doing inside there. Before uh-huh. we pray, we sing maybe four uh-huh. songs or so. Our, our My grandfather, um, Wane, the, 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 the name that we use, uh, was a, was a great singer from Mr. Atamiya. Let, let us meet let Mamba's kind of music? A cappella. A cappella. Mm-hmm. He was good on that and he was a lead singer on that kind of music. So when we going to uh, have a prayer he want to lead the songs and like wow. Mm-hmm. You know I think we we got it from from him. You know.
2: Mhm, yeah, we went to two funerals when we were down there and a wedding and the singing. Mm-hmm. I mean I just it was amazing. I love that about um Zulu land and yeah. In this day to day life, there's so much singing; it's wonderful. So, yeah, I want to hear more of your music. That—that's my—that was my question.
1: <laughs> uh, so, about my music, what do you want to know about it?
2: Well, I mean, I know you're a DJ too, so I, I'm, I like to know things like what kind of equipment people use, how you mix live, what the venues are like, where you live, um, you know, what your ultimate goal is with music. Do you? Do you want to put out records?
1: Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Yes, I think that the the thing that right now is... It's just that i'm working alone sometimes you get stuck when you're alone you just throw it there like somebody who's writing a novel who's right 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 and then put the book away and then some other time when there's mojo and that oomph and then he's gonna come back and write something awesome so i think i'm kind of like working alone i do those that kind of beats i'm i'm doing uh when i get the chance i go to the studio and and you know put my idea there you know what I mean? So yeah, once I get somebody I can work with, I'm definitely sure that we go, I'm gonna be able to to go far. You, you know what I mean? Since I found the guy caught luck in Montana.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you know <laughs> I was just gonna suggest it. You know what? Uh, Uncle Carlo, Gokelo told me, Clark, before you answer this, but I, I, I'm putting pressure on you. Gokelo told me that you guys can spin records within one day. So I was like, this mm. is pretty interesting. So did, mm. you you, record music like crazy over there. And I was like, maybe mm. Sipo need to take like a week and go visit yeah. Montana. Maybe you guys, when you come back, we'll be selling the album. Yeah, it
1: would be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it would be very nice. Yeah, I think when, when we work together, like face to face, like we're together in one Room, I I believe we can achieve a a, a lot of a lot of stuff because I've I've jammed with a lot of guys in New York. In maybe in one night would come up with a lot of songs just jamming. You know what I mean? Not something like we're gonna record or something like just jamming. You know what I mean? So I still believe that when I get there, guys, whatever you are doing there, and then when I wanna put my voice there, maybe something. You know what I mean? We're gonna come up with something strong and powerful because I've Mm -hmm. listened to your music. Your music is powerful.
2: Oh, it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's just fun to make music out. I want to make as much as I can, but I'm also curious, why Connecticut?
0: That's a good... uh, (laughs) Let me start over there. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, to be honest with you, Connecticut uh, is a hellhole. I'm not going to mince any (laughs) words. The reason why is uh, this is the first time in my life where I've lived in the state with so many taxes, and they are trying Mm -hmm. to put more uh it's mm. crazy like they, they they have a text for everything yeah they, they i mean when i say they are texting they are texting everything you do in connecticut it's getting a text somehow it's gonna get text so mm. i think to be honest with you i lived in montana and i enjoyed it i couldn't live in montana because then my ex-wife um we we moved to to, uh um you know we moved to fresno california Mm -hmm. i loved fresno but i wasn't a fan of all the pollen and allergies and and all the heat you know triple digits in california i wasn't a fan of that i wanted to go more to the bay area but bay area was so expensive so i realized that probably not gonna work out like that so when i got divorced i was like because i'm an immigrant you know i had no kids i had nobody Mm -hmm. so the person that i was with already left me so i needed to find a place so a friend of mine told me that connecticut so i thought you know what let me come to mm-hmm. connecticut and see how life is and all of that stuff i got here I got stuck yeah. so that's my story yeah. no i didn't get stuck yeah oh, <laughs> i didn't get stuck actually yeah. i met a wonderful woman and we we're raising two kids and i'm happily in a, a strong relationship
1: yeah on my, on my side at the clock um uh, one time we visited Connecticut. Well, I used to live in, in New Jersey, New Jersey, New York. I was in between because my friends were in New York and I lived in New Jersey. But I spent most of the time in New York. So one time we visited Connecticut, there was a party, a big party for South Africans. It was made by another, one lady from South Africa. It was a big, huge party. It was my first time oh. to visit or to go to the party in, in oh. America, you know, oh, it's right. full of South Africans. Hmm. You know and I mean? So I met a lot of South Africans. It was interesting because I thought it was nobody. It was like, there are a lot of people here from home. Oh. And then they were enjoying life. You know, you know when the first time you you came, you have nothing. You just have your bag and your phone. That's all. So oh. I found these people, they have all. They're driving nice cars. They're dressing nice. They're like free. It was like, oh, my God. They
0: yeah, really are enjoying you know? America. I
1: asked them, where do you <laughs> live? They said, do we live here? But a different town. I was like... How, how can I come and, and live here with you guys? Is that, it's up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I, I, I developed the relationship with them, find friends and all kind of stuff. And then I came to Connecticut to visit. And then they told me about opportunities and all kinds of stuff like that. And then I said, why not? And then I took just the stay. opportunity just like that. Yeah. You know, stay. and it's not far from New York for me. If I want to go do some gigs, I used to go to New York and do some gigs uh, in New York with some groups there. It was easy for me to travel, you know what I mean, to take a train and all kind of stuff like that. It was very convenient, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. I stayed since 2006 till today.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Are, are there other places, you know, like Woodbury that are where there are a lot of South Africans?
0: Actually, yeah. Woodbury is just a place we did an uh, an event. Yeah. Uh, we live in Dunbury. Yeah. so, uh, to be honest and with Dunbury. you, yeah, to be honest with you, most South Africans, you'll be so surprised, man. There's a huge community of us, but as you know, South Africa, we have a history. So, if you asking me where do south africans live i have to think okay what south africans are talking about because we we also Mm, don't means words when we say Mm. uh classification of race because Mm. that's we race like that we you know if you raise in a country that always classify everything by race you kind of like you always have to ask those questions so like a lot of uh, white south africans they are based out of massachusetts boston mm. and, and, and oh, all and over the place yeah. and and california and california yeah, yeah? In and Southern new york yeah and oh yeah. no 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 that's not what i was trying to say nah. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 listen uh we've been through this whole rehabilitation um honestly speaking because a, a lot of us and to be honest with you and i always want people to understand that you know apartheid or apartheid. i don't know what you call guys call it i'll say apartheid. okay it's apartheid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, apartheid. Yeah.
0: it did a, it did a really big one on us okay because what it not only just divided us but it also kind of didn't create a place of healing after so a lot of people had to figure out how to heal on by, by themselves mm-hmm. so you know like if i was running into a south african me and sipo in the mall And they call me, you know, a nasty word, like a K-word, right? Mm -hmm. So, I will be really upset. But in the middle of that too, I will have an understanding. I don't know if it makes any sense. I guess the people that will be living like in places like the South, probably they will have the same understanding. And this is 2019. I will have a little bit of an understanding. Because the reason why we know that a lot of us because this is new man uh, it's like 1994 is not a long time ago it's yeah. 25 years ago right. so a lot of us are still healing today mm. and some of us have not healed completely and some of us actually it's gonna take them some time to heal because even when we meet each other in america we still treat each other like really like dogs and cats, you know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, at times though, we do figure out how to heal together because we still have one common thing. We are both South Africans Mm -hmm. with a very special upbringing Mm -hmm. and we are foreigners in a foreign country. So it is not something unique to see a black South African and a white South African Mm -hmm. having a strong relationship in America. In South Africa, that's Mm -hmm. still a little bit, Uh, of a culture shock but you'll see a lot of it here in america because of course we understand each other when i say we understand each other they understand that how hurt i am i understand how hurt they are and i'm not saying this just to make you feel better as a white man i'm just saying this because i know I'm, 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 i'm trying to tell you the truth south africans there is nobody racist in south africa you gotta know that we just don't understand each other, and we were programmed that way for the longest time. And we are trying to heal. Nobody is racist towards each other because when I grew up in a farm where there was black kids, a, a lot of those kids, some of them would eat the same food that my mom would cook, right? A, a lot of, the, and their parents would have no problem to leave them with uh, with, the, with, the, with the with the with the black parents around. You know what I mean? Some of them people can vouch for them. some of these kids. Uh, white kids in South Africa, actually, they were uh, breastfed by the, blacks, right? by the black yeah. parents. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's a very weird thing to explain because I've been explaining it for years myself. Personally, I know Sipo Levy's take that it's hard to explain why. It's hard to explain our relationship between black and white South Africans. You have to be in it to understand it. Yeah.
2: Definitely. I mean, I I only had a little bit of time down there. We were there for seven weeks, but there were all kinds of things. I mean, I remember we were eating at a Nando's, and this white couple walked by and said something in an Afrikaans, and Mokai translated it, and they said, look, they're eating together.
0: Because it's yeah. new, but it's you new, understand yeah. that 1994 is just recent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those it, older it, it, couple... Yeah. It's a healing process, man. It doesn't take overnight. And that's why when it happens, we understand each other. Like, mm-hmm. honestly speaking, uh, Sipo, maybe should talk more than I should right now because I don't no. want to distance it. But <laughs> to answer your question, a lot of white South Africans mm-hmm. are in Boston and other places that Sipo has said, even in California. Mm-hmm. A lot of black South Africans are mostly like in New York and there's a, a, a lot of them here in Connecticut. But in places okay. like Houston and Dallas, Texas, we have a lot of them too.
1: Yeah, yeah okay cool yeah yeah, yeah i think that maybe the focus the focus is not the same um because um mostly uh, 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 uh the ways that i know their focus in agriculture more of the most of the time yeah because yeah. i saw one time the the um, the pickup truck was passing by on on lake avenue here in, uh-huh. in Denbury, and then behind it um, at, the, at the what you call the, the tailgate was a, a, a sticker south african flag a small uh, below there i was uh-huh. like oh this is a white dude he was like oh this is south african uh-huh. but he was going towards the the farm part of 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 like the area uh, yeah of yeah. Uh, of yeah. denpey i was like oh these uh-huh. people they're more there's uh, there's another one who lives in uh-huh. in south britain by exit 16. Uh-huh. the white dude uh, uh-huh. he, he hunkered me when he was he saw me with the flag in, in the in my mirror and he hung on me He was like oh this is a white uh, dude. Uh, I uh, look at the back oh that's a flag they were like oh this is a South African dude he uh, was going to his op- uh, in the farm side they uh, they mostly co- f- focused and concentrated on the on the farming and all kinds yeah of because of they are really and good at them. it they are, they are good really they are good that it. Part, they are really good know. at it yeah. yeah
0: they are really good the at it
1: the only thing that p- put us together and be and cherish together is when there's a sport like a rugby cricket and uh, yeah, soccer course, World yeah, Cup, yeah. Or whatever when we are together we share things together one time was in New York, we are watching rugby, and a lot of white guys there. The, the few is black, because we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. But the, when the, we win, we're like, ah, every party, like we are, yeah,
0: excited. You know, man, the beers yeah. were up, like, oh, we hug each other, we're like, okay, well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And probably, you know what's so funny about what he just said? He probably was his first hug from a first <laughs> from a <the> white guy. <laughs> and this is funny. We're saying that because it's true. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> South Africa yeah. can be just weird that way. But anyway, by you mentioning <laughs> rugby, I have to say to our audience, guys, check in. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to uh, watch. Uh, South Africa is playing at uh, the Wales, uh, the Welsh national team. Mm. South Africa rugby. We are in the semifinals, baby. We are oh, playing yeah? this Sunday. Yeah, we oh, are playing this nice. Sunday go spring books yes. <laughs> but anyway yeah. i really appreciate you clark joining us man today man um, we, we talk so many things but i'm pretty sure it would be much better talking to you face to face where we can sit down and just have a, uh, a conversation but we'll mm-hmm. make it happen one of these days because i still miss montana but yeah. promise me one thing though if i come to montana will you take me uh to mount rushmore
2: Mount rushmore is in south dakota right?
0: yeah i know man you take us like what six <laughs> hours to get there but i need to see it again no Be-
2: you don't need you don't need to see that place i assure you it's not uh it's
0: not important <laughs> i was there actually i was there i stayed in the hampton Inn uh right below in that small town rapid city i stayed there okay. yeah i stayed there i went to mount rushmore but i didn't see much because it was um it was really foggy because it got really foggy up there. So I didn't see much, mm. but I saw a little bit, but I didn't see much. But I still want to uh, go back if, over there.
2: Yeah. Mm. If you can get a good car that can get us there, then I'll drive. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'll, there's plenty to show you here in Butte, too. So I'd love to get together anytime.
0: Yeah, that would be really, really nice. Hey, listen, uh, do you mind to just tell my audience anything unique about Butte, Montana, please? Mm. <laughs> about Deep Montana. Um, Anything unique that you want to tell? Mm-hmm. Talk about the stage. Is that a stage that is up in the mountain? You know, up in the mountain? The what, uh,
2: oh, yeah, 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 the Lady of oh. the Rockies. That's not, that's not what I would have chosen. <laughs> Talk yeah, yeah, yeah. about that, too. We do have a, a 90-foot-tall religious icon on the East Ridge, uh, east of town, mountains. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, the thing that comes to mind for me first is that um uh, you know this is a great example of of what happens in a boom and bust economy but was once the center of political and economic power mm-hmm. in the whole state and and now is um you know on hard times mm-hmm. uh, the economy is depressed compared to most other parts of the state a lot of the buildings are falling down the infrastructure the industry is gone hmm. and um, so it's a, it's a really interesting look at what happens after Capitalism has done its worst.
0: Oh, man. Hmm. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, one day I will take Sipo down there. <laughs> yeah. you get to yeah, see it and now. understand what yeah. we're talking about. So yeah. since you've lived over there, you said you've been six years, right? Mm-hmm. Have you been to Yellowstone or no?
2: Yeah, I have. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. What did you think of Yellowstone?
2: Um, too many people.
0: you know can i tell you what did i think of yellowstone yeah please i I actually to be honest with you and uh, this is just me being a a black south african i actually saw the uh the the old faithful the geyser uh shooting and the times and everything and i was like you know man these white people they think they are smart there's a guy underneath there who keep pumping this water up. <laughs> 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 you know? Amen. <laughs> Amen. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, Zipo has never feed the old faithful, especially, you know, like... Uh, a pressure uh, water that uh, shoots up in the sky because yeah. it's like an active volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So basically the water, like the hot water yeah. underneath the ground, the spate, will shoot. Mm-hmm. We call it spate We call it spate It will shoot up in the sky mm-hmm. And come back down, and they will know what time is gonna shoot again, so everybody can see it. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, it's actually happening naturally. They can actually guess. I don't know how they estimate it, Clock, my know, but yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I, actually yeah. said, no, there is no way they know. Oh, this. <laughs> <there>. oh man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I mean, your theory. There's somebody there. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, thank you so much, man, for giving us time, man, so you can go back to your family too. I mean, mm-hmm. I we really, really appreciate you man for everything you're doing for us and then Clark to be honest with you bro, um as much as you know we saying it over and over again mm. but um, we are very very appreciative people uh, mm. as um, especially African people you know we, we whenever we get an opportunity we are very appreciative in this case what you're doing for us is huge because we get to talk to other people about our experiences Uh, not in a commercialized way in a way where we feel Mm -hmm. like we are trying to make a difference and Mm -hmm. we are trying to actually uh keep the conversation going and that's the most important ask to us i mean the most important thing to us and i really appreciate you Mm -hmm. for that (laughs) um, (laughs) thank you so much we'll catch up again my brother
2: That sounds good.
0: We'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, thanks, man. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Umbani Live, Umbani Radio, and that was Clark, uh, Clark based out of Montana. uh, And uh, he's a manager of the KBMF Radio up in Montana, and uh, he does uh, uh, some great stuff, man. And uh, Mm -hmm. he actually runs a radio station. uh, uh, You know, it's pretty interesting when you hear from the radio people how they appreciate the analog era. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've never really appreciated it like he does. Oh, really? Yeah, I always thought that in the analogs, I always, this is my thought, I always thought that with analog, yeah, that means it's over for the radio. I mean, with the internet, that means it's over for the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would you think of that? It's just me, man. We are not a we think that's man. just me. That's just me. <laughs> wow. Hey, get me a song, man. What okay, do you got? Uh, um, but hey, listen, uh, you guys, Um, I I mean, I I don't know what to say, man. Whenever you have people that really appreciate you, you want to say thank you. But honestly speaking, it's more than thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than uh, thank
1: you. To, to our listeners?
0: Yeah. and. Uh, mm. I hope everybody, that especially close by the area, yeah, will come this Saturday to um to the memorial to the the, to, to the memorial service. Yeah, uh, did you find out where it is? Because
1: I can look. Yeah, it I posted up. It on our page, guys. If you go to our page, Umbani Productions, Umbani Radio Live, uh, my page, you'll find the blue uh, poster there, the flyer uh, with CR there, and you get all the information um, in that that flyer guys oh okay um, you're gonna keep on sharing so that you you you, you see you, more especially the address the time i think the time is 11 p 11 a.m till 2 p.m uh saturday i think it's in is one of the halls in the hotel something like that yeah, yeah. in bethel in bethel danbury bethel Denbury bethel is almost the same thing yeah um it's not far from Denbury. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. driving from New York is not going to be far for you guys. The thing is going to be exit, it's either exit 9 or exit 8. It's, but you'll see your GPS will tell you. Yeah, it will tell you. It will yeah, tell, really. yeah, tell, yeah, tell you. It will be nice to come and support you guys because mm. next time you're going to have to support you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, supporting each other is very, very, very important. If you didn't uh, contribute, I think they were going to be taking those donations um, uh, again there. Mm. I'm one of those people who's going to be donating
0: there. The, 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 yeah, the, me, me yeah. too. Like, that's yeah, what so. I thought. You know what? I need to make sure. Uh, do you have the song yeah. ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, as you see, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, and over Pelatinas Bantu Bassin. Okay, yeah. what song are you having
1: right yeah. now?
0: Yeah, I I think I the, the it volume says, is low. Uh, can you give us a volume? Agla-legi. So
1: weird, something so wet to guys. This guy has been standing till till now. Coming with the hits the good songs. He used to sing the song, Agada Mali. Now he came with this nice kiss. He play our music, guys. South African stuff. That's it.
0: Talk to them. Yeah, boy, yes.
1: We are seeing So, as so Why? And many man? I the in on, guys. I'm right here, supporting your i
4: will.